The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Father, we thank you for drawing us together unto yourself. We ask in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that in every life present in this place that you do that which eyes have not seen. In every life join us over the internet, Lord, do that which ears have not heard, that which has not even begun to enter into the hearts of men and let your name be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you. Honor and glory we give unto you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Um, before we get into the word, like I shared in the first worship experience, I have good news for you, someone in this place um, today. Um, after the first worship experience yesterday, getting home, praying, um, the summary of the good news is this. That which has been eating your harvest, God is driving away from your territory in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. We um, are going to have the privilege of sharing a single complete um, um, sermon again today. Um, we usually we teach in series, but um, today, again, we are, we are teaching a single sermon. And um, we taught last week on how to become a pro. How to become a pro. I mean, if you really want to become a pro in life, you should listen to that message. And today, um, we are going to be sharing something that is um, really, really um, dear to my heart and what I desire of everyone, and, and it has to do with prayer. And today, we are looking at sweet hour of prayer. I was a sweet hour of prayer. When I got saved, like, 20 years ago now... <laughs> I was convinced that there must be an alternative to prayer because of how difficult I felt prayer was. I felt prayer was too hard. I mean, if it's this hard, there has to be an alternative. So I began to research and I, 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 I searched high and low looking for an alternative for prayer. And my conclusion was that there is no alternative to prayer. And since I discovered that there really is no alternative to prayer, then I better face this thing called prayer and master it. Only for me to discover that prayer is actually very sweet. Praise the Lord. It's actually the fragrance of sweetness, of, of, of life, of beauty, it's unexplainable, that, that, is, that, that fills your life when you've really prayed. I mean, it's so beautiful that it brings you back again to the place of prayer and brings you back again to the place of prayer and brings you back again to the place of prayer. So today, we will be looking at sweet hour of prayer. And Many times, when we face issues, if only we would pray, we'll be shocked at what we, the outcome would be. You know, a, a lady came to my office years ago, and you know, she had a lot of pain. She was going through a lot and all that, and you know, after crying and you know, a lot of drama and all that. You know, I, I asked her a question. I, I said to her, Madam, have you prayed about this problem? And she looked at me. She says, no, that's why I'm here. You are supposed to, to pray. I said, no. I said, you have to pray. You have to pray. So I said to her, you see all the drama you've shown me today. Just go home. Enter a room. Lock the door. And just show God the drama. You know, you'll be shocked. Oh, God, we answer you speedily. <laughs> also, the way you cried, she was, the way you, are, you petitioned passionately, the way you 
were trying to roll on the floor, we were trying to hold you, you know, there would be nobody to hold you, so you'd be free to roll, you know, everywhere you want to roll. And by the time you are done, you'd be amazed at the result. If only we would pray. If only we would pray. I want you to look at your neighbor and help me tell them if only you will pray. The major problems of life, of businesses, of careers, of marriages, is largely because of prayerlessness. Because when men slept, when you don't pray, the enemy comes and sows a tear and sows a weed. You cannot afford not to, to pray. You know, growing up, my grandmother was always praying. <laughs> you know, it used to irritate me, honestly. I mean, back in the day, back, don't look at me like that. Those days, it used to irritate me, really, really irritate me. Every time, I mean, prayer, prayer. Uh, uh. And there's this song she used to sing. And um, we, 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 will, we will meditatively go through this song in English. She used to sing it in, in Yoruba. Wakatia Duradidu Togbe Milokuro Laye Siwa Juite Babani Moso Bogbo Edu Mifu Nigba Emi Siba la wa eshu bati moba badwa didu. I mean, she will sing it, and she will lead us in praying, you know. But now I'm grateful for those days. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm totally grateful, you know, for those days. You'd be shocked at the number of songs that I can sing in Yoruba, you'll be shocked. <laughs> because they drilled it into us. You know. Thank God for those days. But I want us to go through this song. And think through those words as we sing them. Sweet of prayer Sweet of prayer that calls me from a world of care and bids me at my father's throne make all my wants and wishes known in seasons of distress and grief my soul has often found relief and oft escaped the tender snare by directions with of prayer and oft escaped the tender snare by thy return sweet hour of prayer sweet hour of prayer sweet hour of prayer the joys I feel the bliss I share of those whose anxious spirit with 
strong desires of thy return with such high haste to the place where God my Savior shows his face and gladly take my station there and wait for this of prayer gladly take my station there and wait for this of prayer sweet hour of prayer sweet hour of prayer thy wings my petitions bear to him whose truth and faithfulness engage the waiting soul to bless and since he bids me seek his face believe his word and trust his grace and have my faith of prayer I'll cast on him my every care and wait for this sweet hour of prayer sweet hour of prayer Thy consolation share till from Mount Pisgah's lofty height I view my home and take my stand. This robe of flesh I'll drop and rise to Everlasting Christ, I'll shout while passing through the air. Farewell, farewell, sweet of prayer. I shout while passing through the air. Farewell. Farewell, sweet heart of prayer. Amen. This is the service to be in. The first two guys, they didn't know that part. So, um, why do we say farewell, farewell? Sweet hour of prayer. Because in heaven, there will be no need for prayer. All the troubles are gone. All the sorrows are gone. We are one with our Father and our King and our Creator forever and... Hallelujah. What a beautiful, beautiful place to be. So today, what makes prayer sweet... How do we enjoy the sweet hour of prayer? How do we come into its presence and live wanting more? I'm going to share with you the power of prayer, the pattern of prayer, the privilege of prayer, and the pleasures of prayer. When we experience these four Ps, if you will, we Find that prayer is really sweet. 
The hour of prayer is really sweet. Let's start with the power of prayer. When we experience the power of prayer, we are encouraged to come back to the place of prayer. In James chapter 5, verse 13, James 5, 13, the word of God says that, are any of you suffering hardship? Anybody going through a hard place this morning? Anybody going through a tough situation? God says, you should pray. Such a person should pray. Confess your sins one to another. Pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power. Everybody say great power. Has great power and produces wonderful results. Elijah was a human as we are. And yet he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall. None fell for three and a half years. Then, when he prayed again, the sky sent down rain and the earth began to yield its crops. God is saying, are you going to a tough situation? Pray. Why should you pray? Because the earnest, effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man is powerful and produces results. You should pray because your prayer is powerful. And he gave us the example of Elijah. That this guy prayed and shut the heavens for three and a half years. And he prayed again. And he opened the heavens. And rain began to fall. God is saying, you can pray and change things. You can pray and turn situations around. You can. I can. You can pray and the sick will be healed. You can pray and the situation in your career, in your business will change. You can. Praise the name of the Lord. In Mark 10, 27, Jesus speaking to us, he says that Jesus looked at them intently and said, humanly speaking, it is impossible, but not with God. Everything is possible with God. So when things look impossible, God is saying, humanly speaking, but not with God. Everything is possible with God. How many things are possible with God? Everything. So the place of prayer, prayer actually brings God into the situation. Prayer brings God into the situation. So if everything is possible with God, it shows that everything is possible through prayer. Because prayer brings the God of all possibilities into the situation. Today I want to encourage you to realize that your prayer is powerful. Your prayer is what? Powerful. Your prayer is powerful. In Mark eleven twenty four, Jesus says, I tell you, you can pray for anything and if you believe that you re- have received it, it will be yours. You can pray for anything. If you believe that you receive it, it will be yours. It will be yours. You know, there's another song she sings. She, the, the song means we are the one that speaks to God and he, and he listens. We are the one that speaks to God and he hears. Elijah was a man like us. Moses was a man like us. Daniel was a man like us. We are the one that speaks to God and he listens. You have to realize that it is people like you that speaks to God and God listens. If they're looking for people in your neighborhood that can stand and hold God's hands, they shouldn't look any further. They should come and knock on your door. Because it is people like who? Say it now. Say it confidently. Like, it's people like, it's people like you. Some of you are saying, Pastor, won't you sing this song? <laughs> this song is in the Jebu, so you may not understand it. I should try you. 
Do you understand that? Any your be awa lele janche. I mean, she stands there in the place of prayer, and I hear her saying, "Awa romba oloru soro tomi ba. Awa romba oloru soro tomi ba. Any your be awa ni mosenche. Awa romba oloru soro tomi And faith fills the room. Power fills the room. It is people like you that speaks to God and he hears. So when I come to God, I'm not coming to God because I come to God, I know that it's people like me that calls on heaven and heaven listens. It's, it's people like me that, that decrees it and it happens. In your beawa ni Daniel Oh, yeah, try. Our room. You're speaking in Jambu. Our room. Sorry. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Now, the, the, the point is this prayer is powerful. So, when you come to the place of prayer, you must understand that it is people like you that God has been looking for. It is people like you that God has been looking for to stand in the gap for your family, to stand in the gap for this nation. It is people like you. In Matthew 18, from verse 18, Matthew 18, from verse 18, it says, I tell you the truth, whenever you, whatever you forbid on earth will be what? Forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted where? Whatever you forbid here is forbidden in heaven. Whatever you permit here is permitted in heaven. Wow. Also, I tell you, if two of you shall agree here on earth concerning anything they ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. For where two or three gather together as my followers, I am there among them. Jesus is here physically. He's not here, you know, figuratively. No, no, no. Jesus is here. Say, Pastor, show, just show me that guy. Let me just go and hold him. He's sitting right beside you. Look straight. Look straight. <laughs> He's there. He is there. He's here. Look, is he there? Is he there? He's here or is he a liar? One of the two. That's the way I see God. That's the way I approach scriptures. Is it is he or is he a liar? And we know he's not a liar. So he must be here. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. He is. Prayer is powerful. And the power of prayer makes prayer sweet. Makes it sweet. Secondly, the second thing that makes prayer, the hour of prayer sweet is the pattern of prayer. The pattern of prayer. You know, folks can say, oh, pastor, how can you, you, how can you say that people pray for one hour? I, don't even, I can't even pray for one hour. When I want to pray for one hour, someone says, pastor, I prayed, I called the names of all our relatives and their pets and their chickens and their, and I looked at the time, it was just five minutes. How do I pray for what? Uh, Jesus shows us the pattern of prayer. If you engage the pattern of prayer, you see how it is so easy to pray for one hour. Uh, really? Show me, Pastor. Matthew chapter 6 from verse 9. It says, after this manner, therefore pray ye. That manner, the word manner is after this pattern, after this system. Pray like this. Another transition says, after this manner. And we all know this Prayer. It's called the Lord's Prayer. And many of us can pray by heart, can recite it by heart. Right? Okay, so let's recite the Lord's Prayer. One to go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day 
and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. You know, like I said in the second worship experience, that how many of you were tempted to recite it like we used to recite it in nursery school? You were tempted. Our Father. Uh, <laughs> it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. You know, <laughs> I was tempted, I mean, uh, I had to hold myself, the first, second worship experience, I, I mean, I had to hold myself back, because that is sweeter, isn't it? I just singing it straight. Next time, we'll go down the road. <laughs> so the first thing we see from this passage of scripture is that prayer is based on our relationship with God as our Father. Prayer is based on relationship with God as our Father. And that is really where you need to start from. If God is not your Father, you need to sort that out today. If you have moved away from your Father, you're backsliding, you need to sort it out today. He says, our Father. That's the first place to be praying. And he says, do this. Worship first. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. So Jesus says, first thing you do when you come and you approach God, you worship. Then the second thing you do is, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Be kingdom minded. Be kingdom minded. Be kingdom minded. So it means that's where you pray. You pray for your pastor, you pray for your church, you pray for your brothers in church, your sisters in church, you pray for missionaries, you pray for, for the word of God to prosper in, in, on earth, you pray for the churches that have been persecuted. You pray for God's kingdom, even in your workplace, that your workplace will be filled with God's presence. You pray for your environment. Everyone that steps into this street will feel God's presence, that God's Will, will be done. And he says the next thing you pray for is provision. And he's saying to us, pray for provision. Give us this day our daily bread. Pray for provision. Sometimes Christians, we are too spiritual for God. I've had conversations with some of my friends that say that, oh, they, they, they feel bad. They feel bad and selfish when they pray that God should bless them. I say, me, I don't feel bad though. In fact, I pray that God blesses me more. Uh, why should I feel bad? When Jesus says I should pray for my daily bread, pray for provision. Another friend of mine was having a discussion with me. He says, oh, Femi, you know, you, God, God just wants us to walk by faith and just live day by day. And, you know, not for abundance, just for enough for the day. Daily bread. That's what God said. And I asked him, I said, do you have a freezer? And that ended the discussion. <laughs> you have a freezer. You have food in there that will last you for two weeks. So what am I saying? I'm saying that God can bless you in one day with enough wealth that will feed five generations yet unborn. And he will have answered, give us our daily bread. You received that this morning. Better have a freezer. And while you are getting the freezer, open a bank account in different currencies. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> then it says, the next thing you do, you give, you ask for, and you receive forgiveness. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those that have sinned against us. You give, you ask for, and you receive forgiveness. It, to, to the measure with which you forgive, that's the same measure you will be forgiven. You know, for some of us, we, it, it, interestingly, some people, it's their husband that have offended them. Some people, it's their wife. They live in the same house, but in their hearts, they say they will never, for, this thing that you have done, it's only Jesus that will settle this quarrel. Really. Praise the Lord. Okay, Jesus has come to settle it now. Let it be done. God wants us to forgive as he, 
as we want him to forgive us. How do you want God to forgive you? How, really? He says, forgive. And the next thing Jesus teaches us is that after we've prayed for forgiveness, we should pray for protection. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. Lead us not into temptation. Pray for victory. Pray for protection. In other words, when God has blessed you, when God is with you, and God is blessing you, the enemy will try to make you offend God. He will bring temptations your way. God says, pray that you overcome temptation. Or he will try to attack you. Pray that you will have victory over every attack. Pray. Plead my cause with them that strive against me. Fight against them that fight against me. Take hold of shield and buckler and say to my soul, you are my salvation. Let them be turned back and brought to confusion and devise my heart. And on and on and on. Pray for protection. Then he says, once you've prayed for protection, then you, you, you round up your prayers with worship. He says, for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. So, you started with worship, end with thanksgiving and worship. So let's say, you started with worship, you take your shekere, you thank God. Most people, if you're in God's favorite house, everybody goes through I'm sure, can't praise God and thank God for 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Who cannot? 10 minutes. I can't. Just dance before God and, and, and everybody can. So let's say you do 10 minutes just thanking God and praising Him. Then after that, you begin to pray for, for, you, for God's work on earth, for His kingdom to come, for your loved ones that have not received Christ, for those that claim they are Christians and living like vagabonds. And you keep praying for them. Pray for your pastor. Pray for your church. Pray for the word of God to prosper. Before you know it, that's 10 minutes has gone. Then, the one we like best, pray for provision. How many people cannot pray that God will bless me for 10 minutes? You can't ask for God's blessing. We all can. In fact, I think we should increase that one to 30 minutes. <laughs> you know? But let's keep it at 10 minutes. We all can. You pray that God will bless you, enlarge your coast, lay his hands upon you. Then, introspect. Ask God to forgive you. Think about those that have hurt you. Bring them before God. Forgive them. Ask God because you are forgiving them. Let him have mercy upon you. Let him show you mercy. Before you know it, another 10 minutes is gone. That's 40 minutes of prayer. Gone. Then, pray for protection. We like that spiritual warfare in this part of the world. Every arrow. So, <laughs> plead my cause, oh God, with them that strive with me. Fight against them that fight against me. We can do that for 10 minutes. But 10 minutes is too small. That's 50 minutes. Then you thank God again for 10 minutes. That's 60 minutes. You've just prayed for one hour. Clap for yourself. <laughs> Boom. And it's a sweet hour. Of prayer. You see how simple it is? Sweet hour of prayer. So it, it, it's sweet because of the power of prayer, because of the pattern of prayer. Number three, because of the privilege, the privilege of prayer. One of, one of the greatest privileges that Christ Jesus gave us is prayer. It's one of the greatest privileges of, of being a Christian. It's the ability to come before God and to show up and to pray. It's, it's beautiful. In Ephesians chapter 3, from verse 11, the Lord of God says in Ephesians 3, 11, says, this was his eternal plan, which he carried out through Christ Jesus our Lord. Because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come, how? Boldly and confidently into God's presence. Because of Christ, we can now come boldly and confidently Confidently into God's presence. In John 14, 12, Jesus speaking here, he says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. 
you can ask anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. He says, in case you didn't hear, yes, ask me. In case you are doubting, yes, ask me anything in my name and I will do it. That's the privilege of prayer. So you mean, I can, I can come before God and ask? Yes, you can. You mean, I can just bring my heart, my body, and just place it at his feet? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. But many times, we, we carry the things we have no business carrying. We, we are worrying about the things we have no business worrying about. You know, I, I've said, I mean, as a church, we've gone through a lot of, you know, challenges, going through from one place to another, da, 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 you know. Even when we came into this place where we were trusting God for this place, it was like, <laughs> uh, you know, what is wrong with you, this guy? Why must you always want to put us in trouble? What if God doesn't answer this prayer? And I say, if God doesn't answer, then we are in trouble. Don't you? I like being in that kind of place where is it that God comes through or nothing else can happen? Didn't God come true? To the praise and glory of his name. <laughs> That's the place to be. Anyway, so, I mean, but, but, but my point is this. Throughout all this, that example, I did not lose sleep for one day. You will never come to the office and I'm doing like this. And I'm thinking, what am I thinking about? Is his work. I have done my own and I am going to play football. Let him do his own. Now, my point is this. If there's something you can do about that situation, do it. But after you've done all you can, leave the rest to God. Leave the rest to God. If there's there's something... (laughs) Hallelujah. If there's something you can do, do it. But after you've done all you can, go to sleep. Leave the rest to God. I was saying in, 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 in eight o'clock service that ask my wife, you will never. There's no single day that you, she will say that. Oh, why are you not able to sleep? It never happens. Never, never. Fourteen years of marriage, I hit the bell like this. I'm, <laughs> I'm gone. He gives his beloved sleep. Why are you staying awake for? Thinking, giving yourself a excuse me, are you God? The last time I checked, his, his, his position is not vacant. The last time I checked, he's still God. So, why do you want to kill yourself? Say, but pastor, this problem is too much. Whose problem is it? It's because you, have, you are honing it, you are carrying it. Today you will learn how to take it to him and drop it at his feet. What a friend we have in Jesus. Oh, our sins and grief to bear. What a privilege to privilege. To come everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often find of it. Oh, what needless pain we bear. Offered forfeit. Oh, what peace. Oh, what needless pain we bear. Oh, because. 
A young man that was driving, I mean, saw her at the roadside and, and stopped and said, oh, Mama, enter. He had a, a pickup, an open van pickup, open back pickup. And Mama entered the pickup, I mean, and the guy was driving. Only for the guy to look at the rear mirror and saw that Mama was still carrying the load and the wood, everything on her head while sitting down. And, and the young man said to Mama, Mama, you can put this thing down. Mama said, my son, you don't try. You are carrying me, let me carry the load. And you see, it sounds funny, it sounds ridiculous, but see, many times that's how we are with God. He has saved you, so give him your problem. He saved you with your problem together. Don't you understand? He is able to carry you and the load and solve the problem. He's able to do it. And you see, the, the more we, we learn the art of taking things to God and leaving it there, the, free, the freer we are. Unfortunately, we see 20-something-year-olds taking antidepressants. Say so, oh, 24, oh, I have stress. What stress? Excuse me. Oh, because... We do not care everything to God. You have to. I remember years ago, you know, when we found ourselves in an interesting situation and it was a week or so to I rent being due and I just didn't have the money. And my wife would come and say, the rent is due in six weeks. The rent is due in five weeks and two days and two hours. You know who we can be just amazing. <laughs> so after, I think it was after three weeks, I looked at her and I said that don't ever Tell me this thing again. I said, I said to her, this renting is not your business. I'm the man. I'm going to pay the rent. How I'm going to pay it? It's not your business. She says, hey, hey, hey. You it? I said, you just leave this matter. Oh, you are sleeping now. You have not paid that rent. What should I be doing? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> what should I be doing? I mean, Long time ago, like very, very long time ago. <laughs> what should I be doing? Excuse me. I have taken it to God. I am his boy. Your boy's rent is due. <laughs> she cannot. I have to let him be God. And let me be human. So I told my wife, we are not going to have any discussion again in this marriage, ever. And that was the end of it, till today. None. And God paid it. The point is this. You could have been worrying, running a task, you know, I'm not saying, like I said, if you can do something about it, please do it. If you can't, please just leave it with God and go to sleep. Go to sleep means be at peace. Trust him. And you'll be shocked at what God will do. And he says you should come boldly and come confidently. Come boldly to the throne of grace. Hebrews 4.14 So then, since we have a high priest who has entered into heaven, Jesus the Son of God, let us come boldly, firmly, into the 
throne of grace so that we can obtain mercy and find grace to help us when we need it most. God wants us to come boldly. Many times we looked at our mess, we looked at our, the mistakes we've made, we say, oh, what a mess. Oh, this mess is a lot. Pastor, you don't understand, this mess is big. You know? But I'm here to tell you that the value of your life does not depend on the mess you have made. The value of your life is dependent on the price that Christ has paid. When you don't see yourself in the light of the mistakes you have made and the mess you have made, and you look at the cross and see that is how much I am worth, Jesus died for me. Your spiritual awareness rises. You are actually able to connect to what God has for you. But if you beat yourself down because you've made mistakes, oh, this is a mess, oh, I'm a mess, the enemy will want to drive you into a hole. But that will not be your portion. In the mighty name of Jesus. The value of my life does not depend on the mess I have made, but on the price that Jesus has paid. Finally, the pleasures of prayer. So we've seen the power of prayer, the pattern of prayer, the privilege of prayer, the pleasures of prayer. At the end of it all, we will discover that the pleasure of prayer is beyond answers to prayers. We will discover that the pleasure we derive from prayer is is beyond the answer we've seen. That the pleasures of prayer is really in finding God and finding God for ourselves. Yes, you are are praying for that promotion, but the time you are promoted, you will discover that what gives you most joy is not the, the fact that you have been promoted. Thank God for that. But it's because this process has taken you to a higher level in God. Maybe you are trusting God for your business. It could be for a child. It could be for, it could be for your health. By the time God heals you, by the time God blesses you, by the time God takes you through it, you will discover, if you follow the process properly, you will discover that the greatest joy is that you found God. But many times, we allow the things that we expect hinder us from experiencing all God wants us to experience. We allow the things that we expect. Oh, the bank account is low. Oh, I need to pay salaries. Oh, I need to do this. Oh, I need to do that. We, we, we allow the things that we expect to hinder us from what God wants us to experience. So you don't let what you expect keep you from what God wants you to experience. And by the time that expectation is met, you will discover that you have experienced God. Like Jacob, he says, it was another thing he went to God for, for prayer. By the time he was done, he was like, ah, God is in this place. And I did not know it. So at the end of the day, it is the pleasures of God that fills our heart. Why? Because God is all in all. God is enough. God himself is enough. Um, there was a great guy, C.S. Lewis, he puts it this way. He says, he who has God and everything else has no more than he who has God only. What he's trying to say is that if there's brother A and brother B, and brother A has God, has a house, has five cars, has a beautiful wife, has 20 children, has everything he wants, and brother B as God, but doesn't have a house, doesn't have a wife, nobody wants to marry him, you know. He's saying that brother A does not have more than brother B. Wow. Why? But pastor, what about the other things? Those other things, as long as you have God, God is all. All. In fact, what brother B will discover is that at the right hand, in the presence of God, there's fullness of joy. And at the right hand are all the things he's even looking for. Pleasures. Forevermore. So I discovered that prayer doesn't change God. Prayer changes things. I also discovered that prayer doesn't only change things. Prayer changes me. When I'm praying that 
my spouse be changed and I'm praying that my spouse be changed and I'm praying that my spouse be changed, what I will discover is that I will be the one changing first. God will change it, the person, but I will be the one changing first. So the ultimate pleasure of prayer now even goes beyond me changing. The ultimate pleasure of prayer is not the answers to prayer. It's, it's not that it changes us, but that we find God. That's the ultimate pleasure of prayer. That we find God. That you and God, you are resonating and operating at a higher level. That after it's all said and done, you are in God's embrace. So the more I see God, the more I change and become all that he wants from me. There's a place, we said, for individual prayers. And there's a place for corporate prayers. And the truth is that if you see anyone that is really fired up and can pray, if they are truthful, they will tell you that there was a time in their lives that they were a part of a group of people that, can, that could pray. If you see anyone that could evangelize, you find out that if they are truthful, they will tell you that there was a time they were in a group of people that could evangelize. What am I saying? We, we become by belonging. We become by belonging. We develop character in community. So in God's favorite house, we need to take action. We always like to, to make people take action. So Sweet hour of prayer. We are like, let's engage. So we are starting what we've called sweet hour of prayer. Mondays and Fridays. <clears throat> it's going to run for only six weeks. In fact, from now to the end of the year, six weeks. 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. The dawn will break with our voices lifted up to heaven. Praise the name of the Lord. Also, to give us an opportunity, you may say, oh, that, Pastor, don't you, is there no vigil? I, I, I like the night's actions. Yes, there is vigil. <laughs> In God's baby house, now, by God's grace, there's vigil every day. Did you know that? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Now, this vigil is exclusive. It's not open. But we are going to open it for just six weeks. That's been exclusive up until now. Choose one day in a week. Say, Pastor, I can come on Mondays and, do, and join the Monday vigil. Fine. Oh, my schedule. I can come on Thursdays. Fantastic. Oh, oh, it's Fridays I can come. Fantastic. We've been having videos every day as a church, praying for you while you are sleeping, and we'll continue to have videos every day, even after the six weeks. But we want to give you the privilege of plugging in for six weeks and seeing, even if it is just to sort out your 2016. So yes, you can say, okay, pastor, I'll join the hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer. By God's grace, I'll be taking sweet hour of prayer. I'm in town. 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. Mondays, not Mondays to Fridays. Mondays and Friday. Your commitment is not for forever. Someone says, oh, pastor, you want to turn all of us to prayer warrior, eh? You want to use style and make us prayer well. I said, no, it's, it's, <laughs> it's more than that. It's more than that. It's just for six weeks, a six-week commitment. After six weeks, at the end of the year, you know, that's it. And we'll be amazed at what God will do will do through us and for us. So I'm going to ask the ushers. They're saying, Pastor, 
I want to join the sweet hour of prayer or one day of the video. Let me see your hands up. Quickly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The people that are, that are clapping, they've already taken their cards already. That's why they are clapping to encourage you. So don't say, ah, why are they clapping for me? Why is their own hands not up? <laughs> they've come for maybe the three services. Keep the hands up. Once, and they'll give you a card. Now, we only need two things from, from you. Um, don't worry about them, all the other information. Just put your name and your mobile number. That's, those are the two things we need from you. Then, of course, you can write on top here, um, hour of, um, sweet hour of prayer, if that's what you want. Or you can say Wednesday vigil or Friday vigil or Monday vigil, whichever one you choose. And like some great people did in the previous services, they chose the two. They said they would do hour of prayer and they would come for one day of the vigil. You are free to. God bless those kind of people in Jesus' name. Say amen. Okay. I want us to take the first two stanzas of that hymn again. Then we'll pray. This time I want us to just envision That God is with you. And as you take this song, just release your heart to God. Sweet hour of prayer. Sweet hour of prayer. Calls me on. Lord of care and gives me at my father's Take my and in seasons of distress and grief my soul
And let's just say to the Lord, robe me with the spirit of prayer, O God of heaven. The grace to pray effortlessly give unto, give unto me, Lord. If you are here, you cannot say God is your Father. Prayer starts with us saying, Our Father. You cannot say, Our Father. Or you've gone back from your Father. He's your Father, but you've turned your back. God bless you. And you want to come to Him? Put up your hand now. You don't need to come forward. Just put up your hand. God bless you. Put up your hand, put up your hand. Well, God bless you. Keep it up. Not on your head. Over your head. Put it up. Put it up. That is me, Pastor. Pray with me. Pray with me. Oh, Father, we thank you. If you are online, the instructions are, are scrolling. That is me, Pastor. Pray with me. I need to come back to my Father. Oh, I need to call him my Father. Father, we thank you. We give you praise and glory in the name of Jesus. Honor and glory we give unto you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen.